Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Geek Town Behind the Scenes podcast. I'm your host Dave Elliott and on this episode we feature Rich Newbold, game director on Jurassic World Evolution Complete Edition from Frontier Developments, which has recently been released on the Nintendo Switch. For those of you that haven't played Jurassic World Evolution, it's a building business management game which places you at the heart of the Jurassic franchise and lets you build your own Jurassic World. The game comes from Frontier Developments, who were also the people behind Planet Coaster, Planet Zoo and the Roller Coaster Tycoon games. In the interview, Rich discusses the challenges of bringing a game like Jurassic World Evolution to the Switch, his favourite parts of the game, and what he might include if they were to make a Jurassic World Evolution 2. We also talk about working with the original cast of the movies who return to voice their characters for the video game. If you'd like to hear more behind-the-scenes interviews, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Geek Town Radio. This will also give you our weekly Geek Town Radio podcast, which brings you all the latest TV filming and gaming news. You can also go to the website at geektown.co.uk for all your daily news stories and all the latest UK and US TV premiere dates. Here's the interview with Rich Newbold, game director from Frontier Developments about Jurassic World Evolution Complete Edition. Well, it's wonderful to be able to sit and talk with you for a little bit. I'm a huge fan of the game and all the other games that you play. Just to give you a little background, 114 hours on Jurassic World Evolution, uh, wow. 125 hours on Planet Coaster, and 534 hours on Planet Zoo. So, <laughs> so yeah. Pretty impressive, Dave. That, Pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I'm a massive, massive fan of the games. I love building games, and uh, I have been playing them for a very, very long time time so uh, Jurassic World Evolution though you've just released on the Switch for mm-hmm. those that haven't played the game yet do you just want to explain a bit about what it is and where it sits in the Jurassic canon yes yeah, so Jurassic World Evolution is a park building game based in the Jurassic World franchise which allows you as a player to build dinosaur facilities dinosaur parks to live the dream that I grew up as being John Hammond of building your own theme parks with dinosaurs having guests come in and kind of taking 
control of how you would build those and how you would then deal with any of the disasters that might befall your park as well. So it's set in a kind of sideways canon to the film. So it's based at the same time of Jurassic World, but Jurassic World is based on Isla Nublar, one of the Costa Rican islands from the films, originally seen in Jurassic Park and then seen again in Jurassic World. And we kind of use an island chain called the Five Deaths, which the second film, Lost World, uh, Isla Sauna is based on. It's that's, a, that's one island of five. And we've kind of used a sideways canon where we're based in Jurassic World, but you're building a, a dinosaur park on each one of those five islands. So you start on Matanceros, you work through the four other islands, Sauna being one of them. And as you progress through the game, you're encountering different challenges on those islands. Some are different sizes, some have different environmental problems, there's different dinosaurs for you to build. But you're essentially building these Jurassic parks, these Jurassic worlds, and managing the welfare of your dinosaurs, but also dealing with the terror that might happen if a T-Rex gets out and suddenly starts eating everything. <laughs> um, it allows you to kind of live that fantasy of, of, of running one of these parks and seeing how well you'd get on and whether the disasters of the films would befall you. <laughs> yeah, and it, it does it very, very well as well. You've got the Switch version, which is out now. This is a, an odd game or a difficult game potentially to try and bring to something like the Switch because, it, you know, it, it's not like Twitch-based. It's building things and they've they've done it with some other games. What were the issues for you bringing this onto the Switch? A lot of the challenges we had with the Switch is that it's a different hardware set to what the existing consoles already had, what we've re-released Jurassic World Evolution on. So for us, the challenge was bringing the game and all of the content that we've released. So the, the Switch version is the complete edition. So it's not only got the base game in, but it also has all of the paid content that we've released over time and all of the free updates as well. So that's all in one big package. So we kind of released put everything together to bring to the Switch. And some of the challenges were how we brought all that content to the Switch which it's a different hardware. So the challenge was mostly about the key pillars of the game. So originally the game's key pillar was authenticity. We wanted these dinosaurs to be authentic to the franchise and also the best looking dinosaurs you've ever seen in a video game. And with the Switch, that still was our key pillar and it was how we went about achieving it. So the focus was always on how we make the dinosaurs still look as good as they can be on the Switch version, but also dealing with some of the challenges of the, the Switch itself, kind of the, the hardware differences. And that was kind of the big thing. And we were really excited to tackle that challenge it was a great opportunity for, our, for our, the dev team to tackle a new thing rather than just adding new content and new features and really kind of really excited about how it's gone if you can hear a baby in the background crying i apologize i, uh, I wasn't sure it was a, if it was a baby or a cat I no that's uh, that's my little girl just woken up from a nap sorry about that no, um, no worries at all so when you were first developing the game what were the most important elements to bring across from the movies for us it was that again it's, it's one of our key players there's authenticity mostly with the dinosaurs that's the they're the stars of the show they're the things that you went yeah. to go see Jurassic Park to see they're, they're the things that you go to see Jurassic World to see it's making them authentic to the, the the films themselves but also that feeling that you had watching the film so they felt like living creatures and we wanted to give that depth as well in the video game so it's not just about them always being terrorized they're not it's not just a t-rex that's just going to cause terror all the time so yeah. it's an animal that has needs and desires and requirements as well and that was a thing we wanted to add in the game as part of the depth so we wanted to make him feel like real things that you kind of put onto the dinosaurs whilst watching the films they're not just a monster they are they are a, a real animal we, for me one of the key things was um the scene with the triceratops in the first film where mm. you had the empathy 
see with a, a sick dinosaur. It's like, okay, this is a real thing. And we wanted to really kind of bring that across as well. Um, and really keeping it authentic with the Jurassic brand as well. So making it feel that you are in that control center from Jurassic World, that you're running Jurassic World and, and you're in charge of everything. And that was a really key thing for us. Since you sort of first did the game and where we are now in 2020, they're always finding more new and different things about dinosaurs. You've evolved the look of the dinosaurs throughout the runners well to a certain extent to sort of improve them you know because you want them to be as as authentic as they can be yeah so for us they're always authentic to the jurassic films first rather than the science so i know there's right. lots of there's a site since jurassic park came out science has gone what in kind of certain details about the way they look but we always make sure that our dinosaurs look like a dinosaur you would see in the jurassic movies first rather than being wholly scientific accurate that's always kind of the first base we work on but then we start to seed in what the what science is learning about them as well into into some of the thinkings we do so my art director is such a big fan of dinosaurs and he wants to make sure they are as scientifically as accurate as possible but he makes sure they're Jurassic first so we always stick to that look and we have a great opportunity with Jurassic World Evolution because we're not just limited to just the dinosaurs you see on film so we yeah. have those obviously because they're the ones that we all know but we then um, have added so many dinosaurs that we've never seen in films before but we can then design ourselves we can we concept them we take the science we take the bones and the drawings that we see in real science and we kind of base our versions on that as well so we try and make sure there is as accurate as possible to the science. So, obvious question, but do you have a favourite dinosaur in the game? <laughs> I do, and it's people are like, oh, what's Fred Nelson? I'm like, people expect me to say something really terrifying. So it's the Triceratops, because <laughs> it might seem a boring dinosaur, but it's, it's one of those ones that I emotionally connected to when I first watched Jurassic Park when I was yeah. younger, because of that scene where Ellie and Alan Grant are, are seeing a sick dinosaur. I think it was that first moment that they felt real. And as a kid growing up, you, you got all your dinosaur toys and all your books, but that was the time first time it, they went from just being a drawing to something you can imagine walking outside and seeing in your in your parks or your zoos things like that. and that made it real and that emotional connection with the triceratops stays to this day and we've added so many exciting dinosaurs and that's always the one that kind of is always the one i go to first but one of the more recent ones that we added as part of the paid update was the allura titan and that one i really like the look of because it has such a it has an like a, iconic fin that's kind of has real great depth of color coming through it has quite a varied bright color to it and that really appealed to me as well because it, it was one of those dinosaurs that's not just the traditional dinosaur style of being a bit muted brown it had a bit of color and a bit of personality to it so that's one that i like in the game as well yeah yeah do you have a favorite level or island that you've done on the game so out of all the the levels we've done i really like isla pena i think it is which is the smallest one of the five deaths because it's got such a small real estate that the decisions i'm making of what i'm building and where i'm building them really matter and how i'm going to choose which dinosaurs to combine together to maximize the amount of the dinosaur rating in the park because that's the, the thing that drives your guests uh, the number of guests in your park is how your dinosaurs are rated so that's the thing that always is a good challenge for me is trying to make sure that i have the best combination of dinosaurs but i'm also pushing the needle as to which ones are going to start having conflicts or if they're going to be unhappy and then start escaping so i always like isla pena for that <laughs> Outside of just the dinosaurs themselves, do you have any other sort of favorite elements 
of the game? Um, I really like the park teams. So as part of you building the Jurassic World, it's, you've got your dinosaurs and you're, you're worrying about making sure your guests can see them. We've game has an element of something called the park team. So we have the, the ranger teams and the ACU, the asset containment unit. And they're the tools that you use to make sure that your dinosaurs are happy or kept in place if they escape and i always liked those elements where you can actually it's not just about you assigning a team and going okay this helicopter go deal with that t-rex it's stampeding through guests the key element that i really enjoy was we added the ability for you to take direct control of those teams yeah so if you are really busy or it's a big park and you've got something happening in one corner but you're, you're, you're working on something here you can be like okay go deal with that but if you have the time or they're just not doing it as quick as you need them to you take control you're the gunner you're in the back seat you're dealing with that t-rex you're, you're the one that's taking it down and you can probably do it quicker and faster than the AI can. So I've always liked that element where I can choose whether to be in direct control or not. And I like that choice and depending on which suits me because, you know, I didn't want that frustration of players of trying to get the AI to do something and they're just not quite doing it as quick as you want it to. So you being in direct control is, is definitely one of my favorite bits. Yeah, it, and it's it's great to be able to get in the Jeeps and drive the Jeeps around yeah. as well. I, that's such good fun. And it's just, just trying to get that feeling of being up close to something like the, the brachiosaurus as well where they're, they're so big and imposing and you're driving alongside them as well as they're walking around it's a great feeling yeah you managed to get a lot of the original voice cast as well back to do the voices of the various people that you're you're doing missions for how was that experience did you actually get to go and do the voice recordings you know be involved with the voice recordings yourself or was that sort of you said to script off and and it came back no uh, so uh, you know i've mentioned before the authenticity not just about the dinosaurs getting those characters back was a key thing for us so it's been great to have jeff goldblum playing Ian malcolm bd wong playing dr Wu, and bryce dallas howard playing claire daring in the the main game and then with the pdlcs we added laura dern and sam neil playing ellie sattler and alan grant from the jurassic park movies and that was such an um, exciting bit for and such a key moment was having those characters in and your interacting with them just to make it feel so real and one of the big parts of the main game was me looking after that era that stuff so it was um i had to go to all the voice recording sessions to help direct them and give feedback back on their characters so we would write scripts with a, a script writer that we worked with on the game and then they would go into the, the sessions and, and read those slides out and, and perform them in their characters and it was so great working with them and sitting there with them because they have such a, a passion and love for their characters and they were giving us some feedback on the lines we'd written and making sure that they were appropriate to the characters that they've been you know, some of those uh, bd wong has been playing dr Wu for, for decades now so he really knows that character well mm. he's done it in a lot of films now so it was great to have his insight in what Dr. Wu would be saying at certain points and having that kind of feel when you're in a, uh, a voice recording session with Laura Dern and she's playing Ellie Sally you're sat there and you're like yeah this is this is incredible I never thought that I would you know go from just watching a movie in the cinema so long ago to I'm now watching her play this character and it's it was so great to kind of sit there and interact with them as they're, as they're doing these recordings yeah yeah that's a fantastic experience as I mentioned at the top of the interview I'm a huge fan of the Planet Coastal Games Planet Zoo one of the things that sort of differs in Jurassic World Evolution to those games is the pre-build designs of things like the shops and, you know, because it's much less expansive than it is with the Planet games.
things where you can kind of literally build mm-hmm. anything. What was the decision that led you to do it that way with pre-build items rather than stuff that people can build themselves? I did wonder if it was maybe to do with the licensing because maybe they didn't want you to be able to build anything from it. For us, it was partly to do with accessibility. We wanted the players to be able to quickly put down key buildings and right. the focus was on the dinosaurs. They're the stars of our show. So it was about building a park to help provide an environment for your dinosaurs to, to thrive in. So the buildings we gave people were pre-built but allowed them to set up the infrastructure required for a park. So we wanted the real focus to be on the dinosaurs, but it means that players can quickly get into that without spending a lot of time building intricate designs. So there was a choice we made there to kind of simplify that, um, yeah. but allow us to focus more on the dinosaur welfare side. And yeah, the, the game came out on three platforms at once and on the, the consoles as well at that point. So yeah. we, we wanted to make sure that those players that were playing it with the pad had something really simple to use. Um, obviously, Planet Coast has come out on the console now and they spent a lot of time making sure that system worked. But for us, we wanted to then make sure it was accessible um, and picks up for any player player on any platform and any input so we made sure that the game worked on gamepad and mouse and keyboard seamlessly on the pc as well so we always try and make it as accessible as possible to as big as audience as possible right yeah yeah now that makes perfect sense so i know you can't say if you're developing a sequel because i know you've not announced anything but uh, if you did what elements would you like to add to it over what you've done on the original game there's always things you wanted to have done you, you only have so much time and people and you have to make decisions at the, at the time i think there's probably some things we'd probably do within that customization point that you've already mentioned is, is providing a bit more for players to be able to do and customize and making those parks feel a bit more individual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's always, oh, it's, the video game is never finished. You just ship it. I know. In, in, a, in a dismissive way, you just ship it. But you, you have to let it go at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, it's the old thing about art is never finished. It's only ever. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, somebody, in video I, games, it's the truest thing I've ever heard for video games as well as, oh, it's just like, yeah, it's, you just have to let it go eventually yeah no absolutely so uh two last questions we usually cover a lot of tv shows on the site so they're always tv related usually but obviously i have tweaked them slightly (laughs) so what other games are you playing at the moment other than your own obviously Mm. so i'm really loving spirit fairer so i've been playing it on game pass with my four-year-old son and we it's such a beautiful game it's so charming and we get this little bow and we're building a bow and we're growing things and we're doing tasks and making food and it's just such a nice experience that um, i'm really loving spirit fair and it's been great for my son to play as well because he can he can do simple things like tend the garden or make sure things watered it's just a nice way to kind of get him into a video game the tone is a bit dark if you drill down a bit but <laughs> At like top level, it's just such a beautiful game to look at as well. So yeah, that's one I've been been playing a lot of recently. That's brilliant. And uh, if you could get hold of any TV or film license to turn into a game other than the Jurassic ones, obviously, which would it be? I'd probably go with Justified. I love Justified. It's <laughs> such a good TV show. And I think I would love to do something with Justified where you're working for the Marshall Service and it's maybe a bit open world and you go to different towns and villages in that area. That, you get that kind of feeling of America where everything's quite far away and you're investing investigating things and also then you have jewels and things like that so i think it's just because i want to be timothy oliphant in Justified. <laughs> uh, well, yeah <laughs> i mean he's just so cool it's like did maybe you'd have modes where you're like you're having a jewel you like you tip your hat and then you put your hand on your belt buckle and it's all tense 
That'd be good. Yeah, it'd be. Yeah, I'd probably do that. I'm gonna maybe pitch that to the BFX guys. <laughs> see if I can get the justified license for my own for my own dev studio. But yeah, awesome. that'd be great. <laughs> great choice. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for spending the time to talk to me. It's been a pleasure. No, I'm such a fan of the games, and uh, you know, long may they continue. I I will go back to building my enormous. I'm building a, a version of the Huntington Gardens in LA in, wow. in Planet Zoo at the moment. So that's that's my big oh. project. That's why it's, that's all the hours there. That is, yeah, <laughs> a lot of them. Awesome. Right, thank you very much for your time. No worries. Thanks. Thanks. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 